you're listening to The Roaring Twenties with me, Sarah. And me, Kleena. We are two girls in our twenties trying to figure it all out. guys welcome back to the roaring 20s my name is Kleena and my name is Sarah as we said in the intro <laughs> but I suppose if it's your first time listening let you decipher the voices yeah so we actually reached a thousand streams on the first episode so that's actually such a big deal so thanks so much to everyone for listening in yeah we couldn't believe it I was because I can look at the stats every day on Spotify and I just checked it out of curiosity you know obviously we're not numbers mad or anything here this kind of just a bit of fun for us but I couldn't believe it and it kind of steadily rose all week and it was actually hit thousand there two days ago so we're so pleased with that yeah so that was like a week yeah it's Ooh, crazy cool. so maybe we'll reach two thousand with this <laughs> one <laughs> never know dream, you never know you dream never big know. say dream big <laughs> absolutely um, do you want to introduce this episode what it's about i suppose i will so for this episode we decided to talk about something that is like a huge issue for women and for us as women and has been an issue for us as long as we both can remember i think yeah. i can say pretty confidently So we want to talk about our relationship with diet culture at this point in our lives. Like if to put a pin on being 22 and 23 and at this moment what diet culture means to us. Yeah, and I suppose what it has meant to us throughout our lives as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually think this is relevant to men as well. Oh, absolutely, Um, yeah. Yeah, so it is a big deal for young people. It's a huge deal. I just think it would be... Where it's taken over our lives sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, so good one to start with for us. We think so, and all positive here as well, of course. Yes, all is G. All is G. So we kind of were thinking about it for the last week or so, and we kind of came up with a couple of questions to put to each other uh, about diet culture. And that's how this conversation is going to go. So the first question that we thought of is, what do you think of when you hear the term diet culture? When I think of diet culture, nothing really positive comes up in my brain. It's usually like negative, something I have to do in order to be happy in myself in a while. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I will go on a diet or whatever it is, or I'll run more or I'll exercise more for a certain amount of time. So I will fit into ABC or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always about how I look and like obviously about how I feel but I would never go by like the whole health thing of it now I didn't I would say that has changed since I've grown older like now I do see the value in it regarding my health but it has always been yeah I I won't eat there not obviously not eat for a few days but like as in I really watch what I eat or you know go on the slimming world or whatever it is for a few weeks in order to be happy in my current self which is actually very negative yeah and I actually think it's the realistic way of talking about it because I feel like on you know Instagram and all this like the, the, the health and wellness sector is just unreal like it's massive like you know it takes over my Instagram mostly and I do like following these things but a lot of it is um like overpowering sometimes yeah and like the reality of it is is that we're doing it in order to become more comfortable in ourselves or well that's just my experience with it yeah like I'm following these people on this like constant journey of like going on a diet to feel better like you know it's constant diet I totally agree with you there and like for me as well I think the concept of diet culture has been a profoundly negative thing for me I was really 
reading Nora Ephron's book I Feel Bad About My Neck and as the title suggests she talks about you know being a woman appearances the different things that we do to look better and she says there's a point in the book where she's gained weight she was in college actually and she gained weight and she came home and she lost the weight and she literally says she's been on a diet ever since then she's actually passed away now but she was in her 60s writing that book and when I read that last night I was like that's going to be me you know I know Gemma Collins says it too I'm the one who's always on a diet yeah do you know, I feel like it's always just a part of my life. And you know what? Some people might think, geez, Dale, those two are obsessed. Like, yeah. But it really, really has just been a huge part of my life always. Yeah, me too. And I think you're the same. There are also very positive things that come from diet culture. Like, as I engage in this diet culture, I have seen... Like, I've seen myself get healthier. I have seen myself feel better. Like, there's no denying that, like. I, when we did Slimming World there before Christmas, not before Christmas, well, around September-ish. Yeah. Like, I felt great, like, do you know what I mean? But, like, people can say this and that about how terrible Slimming World is, too. That's something that I find really frustrating. If you don't agree with Slimming World, if you're a personal trainer listening to this, I know you're probably shaking your head at me. But I think anything that helps someone feel better about themselves, you know, it's a good thing. Slimming World mightn't be the most nutritious, mightn't be the most, you know, mightn't be the healthiest way to lose weight. But if you're in a position where you want to feel better about yourself, what's the harm in it? And I know there's toxic elements to it, there's toxic elements to everything. But I think what's quite toxic as well is when people come online and they're saying, oh, well, Slim World is terrible for X, Y, Z. When there's someone who has maybe struggled with their weight for a long time, not that having weight is something to be ashamed of or anything like that, but people have problems with their appearance. People want to lose weight at times. And if I know, because I've been in this position, they finally get up the confidence to join a group like Slim World and lose a couple of pounds. And then people online are saying, oh, that Slim World is so stupid or Slim World doesn't yeah. work. I just don't think that's fair. I'm actually, I took Slim World very lightly in that, like, I didn't think about it too much. Yeah. Being like, oh, I'm in Slim World, like, that's mortifying, like... I didn't think really about like we used to have a laugh and do you remember actually um it was like way there or whatever and I went in and I said geez Sarah I nearly said the f word there and she goes what do you mean and I said Francesco's <laughs> <laughs> like you know like you can have Francesco's is a chipper basically in Port Leash anyway if people aren't from Port Leash but like you can take things lightly too yeah and I think that's the approach that has worked best for me with the whole diet culture thing and I find when I get too invested I actually just don't. It doesn't work for me. No. And I think the same as well. I, I'm all about PTs and I'm all about them. They're amazing at what they do. Like, they dedicate their life to it, like. Oh, yeah. And obviously, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And that's fine. I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm not going to pretend I know what it is. I just don't think we should look down on anyone for trying to lose weight in any particular way. Yeah. Obviously, when you're or doing things safely. Weight. Or gain weight, of course. Obviously, doing things safely and healthily is the most important thing. But I always laugh, like... I first went to Slim World when I was 17, so I was in fifth year in school. I used to go in my school uniform. And, like, I used to sit for the meetings and everything, which I wouldn't do now. That amazed me, because I wouldn't dream. I wouldn't have dreamt of going into a Slim World meeting. Mammy used to actually come with me, who's a size 8, and I'd say they were all looking at her like, who is this one now here? But she used to come with me, because I was was awkward about it, but I still went. Like, I wouldn't go now, even if Mammy, Daddy, and the parish priest came and at the time like Sarah you were saying this is five or six years ago but I actually think the whole shame of it is is actually not the shame of it I don't mean the shame I mean the kind of um stigma stigma behind it yeah the whole stigma behind it is actually progressing a bit as in that like if you are that age it's not a big deal to be going to slim world oh yeah but it was probably very weird for me to be going 
2015 it was probably weird for me to be going but I I went to the meetings I remember they used to have little Christmas party things and everything I was really like and I lost a lot of weight and I was doing great and I was out walking a lot and like I really enjoyed it and I've always went back to Slim World like I haven't ever been as successful doing it as I was at that point but um I just think it's funny how I just went no problem to me I wouldn't do it now yeah I'd be too mortified to sit there and talk about my week and how I ate and you know do you know what actually helped with my whole experience with diet culture when I was say in secondary school was that like I played a lot of sport yeah so like kind of unbeknownst myself I knew that I was being healthy with like I was playing sport a lot like but yeah. it didn't cross my mind that I need to be on a diet that much when when I was in school I don't yeah, know yeah no I know really what you're saying point here, am I? when you're playing sport I was like sure I'm grand I'm doing that like I'm training four days a week like so you don't really think of the whole diet culture but like like I wouldn't have dreamt of going to Slimming World say when you were say when we were 17 yeah but I probably felt the very same way as you did do you know about yeah. wanting to lose weight like but um sport helped me kind of ignore how I felt about it and still to this day I would often ignore like I would say oh sure I love myself I'm happy the way I am I don't need to be going on a diet blah 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 but then that's just I think sometimes that's a lie I'm fooling myself sometimes and it makes me avoid diet culture it's actually a really like sticky conversation with me because it makes me anxious like you know thinking about it sometimes that I would avoid it like that's why I'm saying like you going somewhere like that's so brave like like, I only went to start a gym world, going to the groups that time with you in September. Yeah. And even then, we didn't stay for the... No, we did stay not. Stay for the group. The next thing we were thinking of, what was your first experience of diet culture? When do, you, when do you think you first became aware of diet culture? Mine sounds terrible. But it's actually... <laughs> like, mine actually sounds like it was child abuse or something. But, like, it, it wasn't. Like, it was, it was just... There was no badness in it. Like, so basically, I, when I was making my communion and got my dress and I was gorgeous and it fitted me and everything like but I remember mammy was like come on we go do a few laps around the house and, I ne- and it wasn't until I was older that I was like I bet you it was to fit me into the the, <laughs> the, fucking, the bloody um, communion dress oh stop and I'd say to mammy she goes ah no she was only looking out for me like you know? and she was like there was no badness in that at all and it wasn't a negative what's the word thing for you it wasn't a negative thing for me you don't no. think it scared you for life like no no I don't see it as a bad thing like but I realised Sure, that's what it must have been for, like, doing the laps around the house. Not at all. Oh, it definitely was. And do you remember we were talking about this before? What else I remember when I was young was the Special K ad. Oh, yeah, with the slipping into the jeans after yeah. eating Special K for six weeks. It was like... If only. It was like, <laughs> eat three bowls of Special K and a cup of coffee and a glass of wine or something a day. Was it something like that? And they were there. I remember, like, that. there was Ooh. kind of, like, an image of a woman with, like, a smiling tummy <laughs> zipping up the jeans and, and she, kind of dancing. And I remember it was all kind of red-themed. Yeah. Oh, it's mad. I always used to... It, it's actually... It was the most perfect marketing technique because every single time I look at Special K now, I'm like, oh, they must make you skinny. <laughs> I, which it absolutely doesn't like they must be good, yeah. full of sugar they're laced in sugar I'd say yeah but they're kind of, that's my earliest memory I'd say I think for me I remember this because I've always had really bad like eczema and I get psoriasis up and down I literally revolve my life around eczema honestly <laughs> it's my favourite thing to talk about eczema skin if someone has a rash I'm like send me a picture okay this is what it is um, and just, she knows it all <laughs> um, I'm actually intolerant to sugar but like you know it'll never kill me I'd be long dead if it could um, but I am intolerant into so I'll always have flare ups and stuff with my skin but sure look I die, if, if it does kill me I die doing what I loved eating sugar <laughs> but I remember when I was young and my skin was really bad and I was in fourth class 
I even remember the classroom I was in in school and it wasn't it's funny how like I've noticed even with going on diets and stuff it does help my skin when I eat better for me it's not even so much about the weight it's also a skin thing which I think is probably the case for a lot of people yeah um, that it's really linked to their skin psoriasis is huge amongst people our age yeah yeah massively actually it actually can be linked to your tonsils as well is Tonsil- it? yeah they're linked I never um, knew that now. Yeah. See, I told you. I know all about... I told yeah, you. I'm like, do- I'll be Dr. Pimple Popper next. <laughs> but I remember... I wasn't put on a diet. And Mammy would say, that wasn't a diet. I remember, obviously, because it was to do with my skin, being on, like, eating all this healthy food. And I remember bringing in breadsticks for my snack to school. Like, these big, long breadsticks. <laughs> that is miserable. And I remember the box that came in. They were Tesco brand breadsticks in this purple box these big lot not a lick of hummus with them no no bit of nothing <laughs> just a, just these plain breadsticks did you enjoy them i wouldn't say so but i remember that's all i remember that, that, i just have such a vivid memory of like because you know you have your bar or whatever going to school usually but i remember things changed then like i started eating the breadsticks and the, oh and carrot sticks as well and i was horrified but I suppose the same as you when you're saying about exercise. Like in primary school, like you go swimming, you're out on the green. We were rare outside, you know, we were outside the whole time. Yeah. And I'm not even a sporty person. I wouldn't have been playing, you know, I swam a lot, but I wasn't, I didn't play Gaelic or anything. But like as a child, I never remember, I, I loved my style and I still do. I love clothes yeah. and I love looking nice and I like getting dolled up and stuff. And mom said, from the day you were born, you loved your style, like, yeah. you know. But I never remember looking at clothes thinking, that won't be nice on me. I know, yeah. But now that I get older, I'm like, oh, sure. H- hips don't lie here. And, you know, like, you'd be thinking, oh, that wouldn't suit me now. Or, yeah. Like, I would put... A- I remember going to gymnastics one day, right? <laughs> I insisted on wearing this mini skirt. <laughs> I remember mum was like, but Lena, you can't be wearing that, like, going to gymnastics. I mean, it was to hear, like, she goes, but you won't be able to do it, Lena. They'll all see your knickers. But sure, I didn't get here. I was going in the miniskirt, rather, and I remember, and I was wearing little heels as well. Like, oh, I you remember. Know, you I just got... don't think about how you're going to look, really. I remember, Mammy got me a pair of heels. No, they were like wedge sandals <laughs> out of John Stores, and they were brown. And I remember seeing them and thinking they were the height of sophistication. <laughs> And I remember wearing them on the trampoline one my friend's house. I nearly broke my neck. And oh, oh god, I don't know what I was like in them. But I was the same. I loved my clothes. But my thing is because I'm so tall, and I've always been tall. I've always been broad. And did you always know you were taller? Yeah, but like since I'm small, people, oh, you're a fine lump of a girl. You're a big <laughs> yeah. strong girl. You're a big strong. And do you know what they're called? Limiting beliefs. Is in like you. You were told from a young age that yeah. you're a fine girl or you know oh, yeah. I used to be told you're a real pudding aren't you like and I and then it kind of sticks with it you sticks like with you oh, yeah you're a pudding or like do you know you're or, a pudding <laughs> <laughs> but I remember then um, you'd hear oh Kleena loves her grub Kleena loves her grub yeah. and like still to this day I'd be like oh yeah sure I do love my grub and I do but like it sticks with you it like those things you. yeah but like no one would mean any badness by it at all and no, just be no, saying, no ah Jess you're a fine strong girl you know? and it's no one means any badness by it but those things these... tell the story of the trampoline which one? the small trampoline your granny's house <laughs> so we were chatting to mom the other day and we were just telling stories and she was saying she's like oh when you're when you were small I was probably about six and this is mom's quote exactly she'll kill me for saying it and she goes and Sarah I'm not being bad like I was jumping on this little trampoline you know, the little small like it's about two foot for off the ground one person like, yeah the little I remember it actually had a pink ring around it like the outside oh God, it was this pink is the funniest and I was jumping up and down it anyway and Granny was like oh she's going to break her neck she's going to break her neck and Mum was like I'm not being bad Sarah you were like a horse at the time <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was a big monster 
like and I suppose it's still am but you're like but like those things like they're all they all impact our diet culture or whatever yeah. it is like they impact the opinion we have on diet culture because it is about how we look and you only and you become more aware of that as you grow older when do you know and then you're hitting puberty and all this carry on do you know yeah. and, do you remember I said to you the other day if food had no flavour would we all look the same yeah but we wouldn't I know, but you think you, but like, I, ne- I nearly was like, sure, of course we'd all look the same, so we won't be eating. <laughs> the, the problem with everyone's relationship towards diet and losing weight and health, it's very little to do with how nice food is. Well. And it's so much to do with your mind and, uh, you know, there's so much psychology behind it. I'm not going to pretend I'm a doctor now or anything, but you know, there's so much more psychology to it. No, you're right. Yeah. You know, and everyone has different appetites and different metabolisms. No, but you're right. Like, no one's the same. And that was, I think that comes with diet culture. I, I wasn't, I wouldn't actually believe that. Yeah. I was like, but why do I, why do I look like this? And she looks like that and I won't be able to look like that. I think I am constantly and always have been completely aware of what I look like and my weight. That has always, that is never not something, and only you, maybe when I've ever lost, maybe when I've lost a stone or two off somewhere and I've been feeling light in myself and I've been feeling good. But even then, I've, I've always been hyper, hyper, hyper aware of my size and that has limited me so much. And did you like accept it or like? I don't think. Because I completely ignored it. I pretend it got it was nothing to do with me, and that I'm grand the way I'm. I'm not even going to deal deal with that. Do you know? Which I is t- not right either. I think it's something that I just live with. I think I will always, and it's so sad, and I think so many people are the same. I think well, I will always live with hating my body. I know. I sometimes think that too. I really believe that, and hopefully, <laughs> I maybe I will become very self actualized at some point and say, you know, I love myself the way I am, but I don't ever see myself in a position where I'm like I can love my curves, and are there which times- is so toxic and so wrong. Yeah, and I really envy people who can say I love my body the way it is, but, but I can't. I don't think anyone can, Sarah. I don't think anyone can every minute of the day say I love my body. Well, unless who are you? Tell me, tell me who you are if you can't, if you if you do. But are there times when you do feel great about about your body? No. Um, <laughs> um, because we, there's times when I'm like, Jesus, I'm gorgeous. Though. I know, and of course, and there's always times when you're dressed up and you look great, and you know you get a nice picture, and you're like, oh, geez, and everyone's telling you you look lovely. You know, the ego boost when you're hungover on a Sunday, it yeah. it can sustain you. Oh, like God, it can, keep you going yeah. for a week. But you know, at the same time. I think I will always have to live with hating my body. Ah, oh, say. And I know that's so. Don't be telling me that. I know, and I know, I know there is more to life than weight and what you look like. And if anyone in my life said that to me, I would go mad. You know, I understand that. But when it's you, and when it's something that something that has been in your head since you are five or six, yeah, it is so hard to remove that belief. Yeah, I saw um, Siobhan O'Hagan's Oh Fitness Furnace. Instagram page. Remember I showed this to you and it was like over, like going over your calories, not exercising today or not getting your 10,000 steps or whatever it was. That's not a bad day. A bad day is when a family member is sick. A bad day is when if you were in an accident. A bad day is if you lose your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But when you're in that mindset that, oh, I went over my calories or so this kind of stuff or I didn't exercise today, nothing feels worse than that. And do you know what the thing is for me as well? And obviously I'm in a, a privileged position to say this. But like I've been on this big diet now since after Christmas. But because there's actually nothing else going on, I you know we're all living in lockdown at the moment. I can take those hits. I take those hits about the diet thing so much harder. Because yeah. I've nothing else to worry. Not that I've nothing else to worry about. I've nothing else to be thinking about or nothing else to be doing. So I'm just getting obsessed. 
Yeah. You know, like idle hands is the devil's plaything. Like, and people were saying, "Oh, it's great now you should sign up for this six week thing over the next lockdown." Blah blah blah. But I just get way too invested in those things, and I just start thinking about it again. And I don't know, like, how do you even like how do you go about it? You can't go on a diet because it's you shouldn't be seeing it as a diet. That's wrong. And then I just feel you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like, if you're on a diet, it shouldn't be called a diet because it's you should be just living this healthy lifestyle and it's part of your life. But that's hard to do too. And then if you're not on a diet, you should be on a diet. So like, <laughs> like who's what do you do like and then like I've done so many programs here and programs there and Slimming World this and my own thing that and I think that answers that question and this is so cheesy when you say what do you do I think you're I think the real proper answer what you should do and if we were all perfectly evolved human beings is to love yourself and accept yourself the yeah. way you are but how in the name of God do you do that I don't know I just don't know. The thing is that you can be overweight. And I think people who are overweight really want others to understand this. You can be overweight and you can be... What does overweight even mean? I don't know. Like, what's overweight? What's the right weight to be? I don't know. But I don't know what other word I should be using. That you are unhealthy. And like you hear all these stories of bigger women who've been ignored by doctors and stuff for being everything has been put down to oh that's because your weight that's because your weight that's because yeah. your weight especially with the PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome no oh that's massive got to do with weight sorry I went totally off point which is that actually affect is that actually because of weight it does affect your weight but they don't treat treat it until you've lost weight but the entire thing causes weight gain you know what I mean yeah something like that anyway sorry I totally knocked you off your point another thing that I think is like there's this idea that oh if you're overweight you're unhealthy when that's not the case and I think so many people who are bigger want that to be known even using the word overweight like what is the right way to be does it exist I don't know every person in the world has a different body type so how can someone be overweight it's like when you used to go on the Wii when you were 10 and it would tell you you were obese yeah do you know it's what is right there's no such thing as right but then there's these people I'm not saying these people try you know myself I've been in this bracket you might be carrying weight and then you go to a doctor and everything is oh well you need to lose weight you need to lose weight and so many women and this is a really big problem that is actually happening so many women and men are having serious health conditions ignored because they're just being told you need to lose weight but that's all diet culture again it's an obsession with well it's about your weight it's about your weight it's about your weight when there's so many stories online I've been reading a lot about this lately where a woman goes in and she's been having chest pains and they're saying oh that's because of your weight and then she has a heart attack two days later like these things do happen and it's just so unfair if it was someone who was un, who was the right weight and not overweight whatever that means they it wouldn't be the same they wouldn't have the same they'd be treated totally differently yeah i agree i actually think the reason we're probably doing the podcast on this topic is due to the fact that we've both read louise mcsharry's book fat chance in the past couple of weeks if you don't know what louise mcsharry she is a huge personality in irish radio and has been for a number of years now and she actually has a show on 2FM, which is great. She's a fantastic guest. She does speak to Ellen Coyne yeah, and things like that. I fantastic love guest. She's brilliant. Um, and she's great on Instagram too. And she talks a lot about body positivity and the body positivity movement and the origins of that and, you know, different things like that. But her book is excellent. Especially if you're someone who's grown up struggling with your weight or thinking you're fat or thinking this and that it is brilliant I think it was such a transformative read for me and you Kleena yeah I thought it was brilliant I thought what she said about she based her value on like how men like how say 
if she got with a fella, that was it. She was grand. Yeah. She must be fine. So because she, someone obviously thought she was attractive. She makes a really good point, and I think this is so true. And it's such an issue in society. She makes this point where it's like you're weird if you want to get with a fat person. People make out like, oh, only it's only a fetish to want to get with a fat person. Yeah. Or something like that. Do you know when that's not the case? Louise really makes the point. She's like, that is not the case. She literally says, if you think nobody fancies you, if you're a bit bigger, she goes, I promise you, somebody does. I thought that was really like when I was like 15, 16, and if someone had told me that, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm fine now. All my worries are grand. Yeah, definitely. But it's not actually so sad. Oh, it's very. That's true. You're putting your worth down to someone fancying you, like. I know, but like we all do it, and I I think that is such a good point and such an important reminder because there's this cultural thing looking down on people when they're a bit bigger. You know, and I know it sounds so silly and so trivial. Trivial. I'm not getting with this person, but like these are the things. This is the fabric of our lives, and that is the fabric of being a teenager, being a young adult. And like it's actually like the whole evolution thing. Like it's just mating. Like it's yeah. It's it's natural energy. Like isn't it? So it's part of life. It's universal. Life. It's part of life. So it's obviously going to have a huge impact on all of this stuff. But like if that keeps coming back to diet culture and how big, bad, skinny, good. Yeah. The same thing happens with young people, especially young lads, young girls. It can happen so much. And we've all been in a position. I've been in I've been in a position at a teenage disco feeling like I'm the fashion person in the room. Yeah, me too. I would never go back it's to a teenage For all the money in the world, you could not get me to go back to a teenage disco. But that is a different point I remember altogether. like... I used to be wearing these like spanks. Oh yeah. teenage, And I like the the spanks no more were needed. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't wear spanks now, and I probably no, same. triple the size I was then. Oh god, they're awful yokes. Those spanks. Sarah, I actually have a question for you. Yes. How do you feel in the gym, and how do you feel, say, if you're in a supermarket and you're walking down the aisle with all the like crisps and chocolate and stuff? How do I feel like about myself or about like what people are thinking of me? Both. Well, the, what comes into your mind? Like, funny enough, when you asked me that question, funny enough, when you asked me the question, the first thing my mind went to is I'm thinking about what everyone's thinking of me. Yeah, same. Do you know, I didn't think. Uh, then when you said, I was like, wait, do you mean like, oh, I feel happy when I'm in the gym and I feel happy when I'm looking at crisps in the shop? No. You know, my first thought was, I'm thinking of what people are thinking of me or that people are looking at me. As my dad always says to me, like, if I want to go into a shop or something, I'm like, oh, dad, come in with me. He goes, nobody's looking at you. Or, or if I come out and I'm like, oh, why did you come in with me? He goes, oh, is somebody looking at you in there? Is somebody <laughs> looking at you? Like, I, lo- I love the gym and I like going to the gym, but it took me a while to actually get to that because I felt that when I went to the gym that, like, I didn't belong there. Yeah. And that it was just a massive, like, inferiority. And, like, that was even when I was, like, playing sports, like, and I was fit, like, I still felt this inferiority because I had this limiting belief. Clean, I love their grub. <laughs> no, like, but do you know something I, always, like... I hate and this is so some people might be listening to this and never have had this thought in their whole lives and that is totally fine but something that always makes me so self-conscious is going in and collecting a takeaway oh I don't do it even I the get the day, delivery I, I like, pay the three euro I was like oh would someone please go in and I go in and I just stand there for ages and I said the whole town is looking at me when no one is actually looking yeah, at you <laughs> I, re- I really really get that because I feel the very same way when I'm in Tesco Dunn's whatever doing my shopping and I'm walking down the aisle and I want to get my chocolate or crisps or whatever I feel like everyone is saying look at that fat yolk 
Do you know? Yeah. I'm and exactly. it's such a horrible feeling and like I know it sounds really raw and but that's it, like. And I nearly and I'm nearly in the in the fruit and veg for way too long. <laughs> I'm like, oh just look at these grapes over here. Like the different types of melons. Oh maybe I'll have a, a cantaloupe this evening or a fancy a honeydew. And then I'm going into the crisps and I'm like, give me the meanies quick, hide them, put them underneath the basket. But we actually oh. Clean you've always been good to run. See my thing is not so much that I've actually like I like to walk. I'm not I actually find it so bizarre that people can run around a football pitch for 90 minutes I find that like I could I just think that is an amazing thing to be able to do but you know I'm actually quite fit I'm not like you know I walk a lot I'm you know I'm a good swimmer I'm quite fit but I just don't really fancy exercise or excessive movement at any point yeah but I've been going running with Tina and you've often ran one thing for me about running I, like I'd walk no bother anyone who knows my mother um, walks the roads <laughs> literally if people say to me oh, she walks the roads all day long so we're big walkers in our house but running is something I would consider genuinely out of that's something I would think is actually a nightmare so I went with Tina and you know everyone says no one's going to be looking at you nobody's going to be looking at you well, when we went to the day, we were running. It was a beautiful day. <laughs> Giving it socks. I was doing the five, couch 5K thing on my phone. And I was really enjoying the running. And then a group of teenagers oh, walked this past. was... And now, I have <laughs> ran down at this track for, like, I've, like years. Like, you know, I would have gone there, here, now, and this kind of stuff. But especially when we were there that time, I would have gone regularly, like, yeah. you know? And <laughs> this was my second time going. The day before we went, and it was a beautiful <laughs> day. There was even a lovely, like, mother and daughter out walking, and they said to us, Go on, girls, you're flying it. I was like, This is just, this is the start of my new life. This is the new me. I am Sonia O'Sullivan. And then this group of teenagers, just because you kind of ran ahead of me, and they just said, Ha! They started laughing. Oh, it was horrific. And, and we were like, We were like, Will we just go back to the car? We just got the car and left. But like, <laughs> Tina said to me, she was like, oh, they weren't laughing at you, they only did that laugh on purpose. And I said, yeah, because they were laughing at me. But I actually put this up on Twitter as well. I said, I've never felt so vindicated because people always say, oh, people always say, nobody's going to be looking at you. Well, that day they were looking at me. But you know, <laughs> and then actually I ran out on the road the other day. Like I ran, I didn't run out on the road. I, I went for a run out around my on block. On the footpaths. On the footpaths where I live. <laughs> they were running on the road. Running the on the road. The Cycling. <laughs> Like, I actually I actually ran out on the paths, which I, I was so proud of myself. And I was only doing Couch 5K, so I'm only running a minute. But, you know, it was such a big deal for me. So I was like, I didn't let those bold teenagers win. But there's yeah. always going to be those people in life, no matter what you're doing. So. But, Sarah, even though you were saying there, or like, you know, you've always ran. Like, I ran 5K the other day. My first, like, was it last week or the week before? My first ever 5K, like, was most I've ever run in my life. Yeah. Say, in one state other than playing sport when I was in school and I made a TikTok and put it up about but like I, I had like 400 followers on TikTok it was like very harmless like it was funny like my friends would see but sure it ended up going viral 80,000 views and like 15 or something 15,000 likes and this kind That's of stuff amazing but I was mortified wow because it was about your running yeah and I was like people going to be looking at her being like what's she running for <laughs> I know. 5k, that must have taken, she must have crawled that 5k, like. But should I be the exact same? I, I would think it's the so exact wrong. same. Like, it's actually really wrong. We will preach and preach, no one gives a shit about you. But yeah, here we are, still worried about going for a walk on the roads, like. Like, I can't believe that at my, like, I'm 24 in July, 
and I'm still thinking about my body the same way I did when I was 15 and 16. Yeah, I feel that women of every generation can think that absolutely about themselves like you think you're gonna you think it's going to change when you, after you go on this big diet and yeah maybe you do lose the bit of weight or maybe you do put on the bit of weight or tone up now I haven't changed drastically in any way ever but like it's all in your head yeah it's not actually how your body looks but even I hear I see this a lot on Instagram and like even women talking about like with their own kids how they're not going to speak about weight in front of them and I think that is so important yeah I and really it's, do. I'm not blaming anybody and I'm not blaming anybody's mom I'm not blaming anyone's dad I'm not blaming anyone's aunties and sisters and whoever because it is just a culture we are born into but I think that we are all starting to shift a bit now and I don't think when if we ever have children that anyone's going to say to them. Oh, you're a horse of a girl. I'm, think, I'm thinking... You're a fine girl. I just think we need to go back to kids just being kids, like... Yeah, not having to... Do you know what? At the time, they don't care, but it's when they grow older that it gets yeah. to them. Because, well, that was me and you anyway. Yeah. Do a few laps there around, around <laughs> the house cleaner. With your Fit bread into sticks. your communion dress and your breadsticks and carrot sticks over here. <laughs> but I think is that, actually, I'm going to... Just going back to the whole skin thing, because any excuse to talk about rashes with me. <laughs> oh, here we go. I think... <laughs> the idea of diet culture like it's always that you're on a diet for weight when there's so many other things you know it's not even a diet even that word it's just it's it's all so meaningless really but like you can be on like a lifestyle change say we won't say diet but say lifestyle change for something like your skin but that's still all diet culture like people say diet and it's all has to diet culture you don't you don't think about it could be for your skin it could be for this could be for that all you think is is weight 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 yeah I agree, but that's not what it's all about at all. There's so many reasons. Yeah. Like, you could be, I could be, if I was, as I keep saying, a more evolved person, I could be perfectly happy in my body and just want to be healthier because it helps my skin. Yeah. I think the only thing that has changed for me regarding even, like, diet culture and the way I feel about myself is that I have stopped going on, say, the scales, here and now obviously we'll go back to the scales every now and again but I don't I don't um direct as much kind of attention to the scales or how I look now I might be contradicting myself here but not as much as what I'm trying yeah. to say like I remember last summer I got really into sea swimming and I used to go up to the 40 foot we used to go up to the 40 foot sometimes and I remember mum and dad brought me up one day it was really nice for a day out and I went into the sea no problem like on my own in my bikini, no bother, like, and then I remember mum mom took pictures of me, like, going into the sea, because I remember the, the sea was really rough that day, and she thought it was mad, and I remember her, her showing me the pictures afterwards, and I was like, why did I do that? Why? Yeah. Because I was like, why did I, I look like that, like, and then I was like, no, and then I kind of had to, like, step, step back, and you have to step into that higher self, and you have to say, no, you had an absolute ball out there, you felt good, and you loved every minute of it. It's not because you looked like that, like, do you know and do you know what? I probably look grand. I was only just oh, feeling sorry to myself. Oh, you did, like. Yeah, I was only just feeling it's only sorry It's the negative lens you have on your... Yeah. As, like, you often say this to me, and I say it to you. We often... If we're talking about things, and, you know, I can be... Um, I can be a bit of a... I'm rotten. <laughs> I can be a bit of a drama queen at the best times, or a catastrophist. But, like, you said this to me, and I would say it to you. Would you... What would you say to me if I was saying that? Yeah, we always say that to each other, actually. And I think it's so true. What would you say to a friend if they said the same things that you're saying? Like, what I w- hate, I hate when I'm around you and you say, oh, I look rotten in that. And I'm like, why would you say that about yourself? 
I'm very because aware of my own I mortality. Just... <laughs> right. Sarah said to me yesterday, well, you see, Kina, I'm very aware of my own mortality. <laughs> I said, sorry, what? Why, why would you even bring that up, I said? Why is it, what going on in your head? Anyway, besides that point, I hate when you'd say, oh, I look horrible today, or you know, you'd say something like this. I hate it. I'm like, why would you ever think about that of yourself? Because anyone who loves you and anyone, you know, who you love in your life, you're not going to think that about them. Not at all. And like when you're with the people you love and when you're doing fun things and when you're just living your everyday today life, are you really looking at other people and thinking, Jesus, the state cleaner today? You're not like. And like, have you ever gotten done up with your friends and gone out and have you ever thought, Jesus, she only looked all right? <laughs> Do you know, like, you don't like. No, you don't. And like, you don't remember what anybody looked like at any point. Like, no. when, when I'm sitting with my friends and we're having a laugh, talking about, remember that night out we went on two years ago? Oh, we'd such, we had such crack. Do you think I'm thinking, oh yeah, well, I was six pounds heavier that night. Or, oh, you and wore the, the pink dress, did you? You wore That's the pink dress and it stuck to you. No one is thinking that. It just shows how no. unimportant it actually is. There's a lot of, like, cultures that jump off diet culture. Like, there's say like fashion and style yeah and like they dictate a lot of it too um so i don't think it's like there's a lot of external factors that come with it it could be about your friend group how they look it could be about what's fashionable like in in style at the minute like is it bodycon dresses because when we were in school it was bodycon dresses (laughs) and now putting over here and (laughs) breadsticks over here (laughs) like do you know it it was just uh, but it's hilarious then when you're a teenager like Like they're soaking in when the picture be taken (laughs) I'm nearly 5'10 and I used to wear 6 inch heels going out in the night out but that's because everybody else was wearing them there was no reason for me to wear them you know crazy stuff like break my neck and and I'm so clumsy at the best I'm clumsy on two flat feet let alone six inch heels do you know what was a time in my life where I didn't actually think about how I looked when when I was in America really I didn't think about it that much at all because and I know and you know it was California we're going around in shorts and tops all day and I just kind of I was so happy at that time that I was like I don't need to be, like, why would I be worrying about this? Everyone I'm around here is, like, loves me and is so f- fun and, do you know, no one's going to say That's such a good to thing to, rem- to think over time. Yeah, it re- and I really do. And I always say America was one of the happiest times of my life and I think it was because I was happy in as yourself. cleaner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, wasn't it? Definitely. Is Absolutely. there a time that you think you didn't think about it as much? No, says Sarah. <laughs> no, um... I think when I was on Erasmus in Budapest, maybe, I actually felt great in myself and I think I looked really well. Not that I looked really well, but I felt good in myself and I felt, yeah. oh, I look really nice. But then when I went to America and like my highlights were so bad and I was just eating crap the whole time and no sleep, yeah. I really don't think I felt great. In how I don't I know how I did feel so great about myself for sure. I used to be, we used to drink seven days a week, like... <laughs> I know. No sleep, nothing. But yeah, no, I think it's because it's not in America. Um, and we were really healthy. We walked everywhere in Budapest. We never, we used public transport so seldom. And like, I think we only ever got one taxi our whole time there. Do you know, we walked everywhere. And I just think we were kind of carefree. Like, yeah. you know what it was? We weren't at home. Yeah, that's such, such a big part of it as well. We weren't at home. I could, I could have walked into Berkeley, like downtown Berkeley on my own. No problem. Wouldn't even care who what Tim Duck and Harry was around me. And Tim Duck and Harry, that's not what it is. 
Tim. No. Um, Tom, Dick and Harry. Tom, Dick and Harry. Sorry, didn't know what Tom, Dick and Harry was around me. Whereas if you asked me to walk from the Dublin Road into town, are you having a laugh? I know. Don't even think about it. Who'd who, who be looking at you? And the sweat peeling off you. And I'd say that actually sometimes as well. I'd say, who'd be looking at me? Do you know you kind of say it? Yeah. Do who'd be looking at me? She goes, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Never She's know. dead right. I remember she goes to me one day. Go down now to Dublin Road, shake your bum. <laughs> I don't know, I was feeling really crap about myself. Go down now onto that Dublin Road, go for a walk and shake your bum. <laughs> oh, she's dead right. Oh, look. So, just to wrap things up, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Just a bit of a chat between me and Sarah about the topic of diet culture and how we've dealt with it all our lives. Um, thank you so much for listening and see you for episode three. We'll see you for episode three is right and... Hope you enjoyed. And look, if there's anything on this that you want to talk about, DMs are open. DMs are always open. Um, Love yourselves, and we're all we're all on a journey to self actualization and fulfillment. And enjoy your growth, enjoy your exercise. Bye. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye, they're a bit lender.